Welcome to the 12thManRising.com podcast with Lee and Kevin. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? Super. And this show is produced and engineered by the great Rob Steele of Coil Entertainment. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, intro was, was okay. So, uh, obviously, the Seahawks beat the Lions uh, this past Sunday, 28-14. Uh, um, you know, I was a little bit concerned coming out of the gates because uh, the Seahawks had a pretty decent drive going, and then they, as they do almost 99.9% of the time, don't score on their first drive. In fact, when they scored, what, a couple of games ago, it was like, oh, my God, they scored on their first drive of the game against the Raiders. That was crazy. Um, so they ended up punting. The Lions get the ball. They drive straight downfield. What was it, 90? Wasn't it like 96 yards or something like that? Yeah, 97 yards, something crazy. And uh, score a touchdown. And so when when that happened, with the ease and no pressure on Stafford at all, um, I, I was a little concerned. In fact, I was tweeting from 12th Moon Rising um, that, oh, there was no pressure. And then people were saying, oh, they, they were close to him every time. And I, I said, are we watching the same game? Because in that first drive, they weren't they that the last the touchdown throw was the closest they got to him. Otherwise, there was nobody on him. But as the game went on, obviously they got more pressure, and Seahawks really dominated the the entire game as as it went on. So, uh, what, what are your first thoughts about how Seattle won against Detroit? Uh, yeah, I think they dominated. I mean, they the whole the whole thing was put together. I mean, the whole the whole the whole group played as a team. Every aspect of the of the game was good. Um, it's, I mean, I was impressed. It uh, it gave me hope about uh, what what's to come in the you know, going forward the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we all had we all felt pretty good about the Detroit game. I think I, mean, I think then we all picked them the Seahawks to win, and then you know I think nationally Detroit was favored by three, but and they were at home. I think nationally, some people thought Detroit were gonna was gonna win, and just I don't know. I just had faith that I actually had more faith against Detroit than maybe I even have this this coming week against the Chargers. But I, I thought that Detroit, even though they got snacks Harrelson, Harrison, um, that they still you know adding him when the Seahawks were able to run against Ndamukong Sue and you know Aaron Donald of the Rams. Harrison's neither of those players. And really, that's all they added. I, I had a lot of faith that the Seahawks would be able to run the ball well, which which they did. I didn't really expect, and who does? Uh, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, but nobody expects a perfect pa- passer rating, which he did, 158.3, 14 of 17, 258 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the, the throws he was making in the game were they weren't they weren't just perfect, really. Um, it was where he was placing the ball to his receiver, like the the touchdown pass to Dixon. Um, you know, the the obviously the touchdown pass to, to Lockett was on a dime. That was Wilson, but just where he was placing the ball, I thought gave his receiver. He obviously did it intentionally, but gave his receiver a much better opportunity to catch the ball. Um, just what did you think about Russell Wilson's game? Yeah, I thought Wilson played well, and he does. I mean, he lost. He he has a tendency to loft it up there, but I he was he had great game and threw great passes. But those receivers made great catches. I mean, I was very impressed with the young receivers and the um, you know Dixon. Some of those some of those catches they were making were like, man, they 
<laughs> they're going all out. And um, I'm just – I'm really impressed with the receiver core we have right now. I think it's the best we've had in a long time. I mean, I'm, I was really hoping that Brandon Marshall – uh, you know, was going to pan out and be that big body receiver that we haven't had forever. But, uh, you know, things just didn't work out. And I don't know, you know, what the deal was. If there was some um, off the field stuff or, you know, I know he's had some issues in the past, but I've always liked that guy. And, and um, he's just a big body. But, I, I you know, he had to go. But, uh, um, you know, and, and this before forgot to say this, uh, um, Jack Patera died, and so that was, you know, kind of another loss this week. Uh, first coach of the Seahawks, I remember, you know, him when they um, back in the early days. He was a he was a great coach, fun guy to watch. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely shout out to him. And the Seahawks family has obviously suffered some losses with with him and and Paul Allen uh, recently. Um, hopefully, that will be the end of it for several years. Nobody else will pass away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you hit on it with the the receivers. I think, you know, they they do have the best receiving core. And I think it's because Lockett's fully healthy and Baldwin, even though he's not really fully healthy, he's still Doug Baldwin. And I think really just David Moore is outplaying Brandon Marshall, and that's why they released Marshall. I will. I don't think it was anything off the field from from what I understand. It was more of just David Moore was taking his reps and, and Brandon Marshall had several drops early in the season. They didn't see a place for Marshall on the team. Yeah. In fact, uh, Carol actually came out and, you know, glowingly talked glowingly about, uh, Brandon Marshall said, not only was he kind of helping him with the receivers, he said actually in, in practice and preseason, um, he actually was going over to the, the cornerback, young cornerbacks, uh, like Trey flowers and, and teaching them, this is what the receiver is going to do. And he felt Carroll felt like what Marshall was had done actually furthered the development of, of Flowers, for instance, and some of the other guys. I, I thought that was awesome. I, I mean, I thought about it as a receiver, uh, more him helping the receivers, but I didn't even think about him. And it almost makes you wonder if, if he's done. Maybe you could bring him back as a coach. That's um, what I was just thinking. I mean, some bring him back somewhere. If it's not with the Seahawks, but somewhere. I mean, I'm glad there was nothing off the field because that's you know it's always a concern with with guys who have had some issues, but yeah, I mean, he was getting fewer and even with, before David Moore has been on his run the last few games, you know, Marshall was getting fewer and fewer snaps just because Baldwin came back and Marshall had those early drops and he's just obviously lost several steps. Still a big guy, but you know, as well as Moore's playing and, and he's playing better every week, more gets reps, the better he's playing. I, it was kind of funny when he caught that touchdown pass, because even though he bobbled it, it still looked like he caught it with ease. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like, oh, this is nothing. I'll just reach out, grab it out of the air, and score a touchdown. But yeah, he's—I mean—he's been great. Lockett, it's to me, is having a Pro Bowl calendar year, and now he's what up to six touchdown receptions this year, I think. Yeah. Um, the tight yeah, The nice—the nice thing is, is that you know Baldwin doesn't have to be Doug one hundred percent Doug Baldwin because Lockett's playing well and Moore's playing well, and and we've you know the attention's not on Baldwin. I mean, Baldwin's a great receiver. But he doesn't have to be the go-to guy all the time, which is which takes the pressure off, which is good. Yeah, and that, of course, you know we should really give uh, high praise again, once again, to the offensive line, who's done a f- really, really good job the last few weeks as far as blocking and protecting Wilson, because we had 12 sacks early in the season for first two games. I think they have 19, so seven in the last. I can't do math. Uh, five games, 
So that, that's pretty good. I mean, one sack a game really on average is, you know, that's that's pretty good in the NFL. And yeah. just the and the run and especially from Seattle, but just yeah. in the run game alone, you know, is opening holes for Carson and and Mike Davis and but you know, how many times is Car- Carson's getting good blocking? But what he's able to do after he gets hit, even when the blocking breaks down, makes you glad to be a Seahawk fan for the running game in the next few years, doesn't it? Oh yeah, he is. He's a he's a force. I, you know, I hope he can stay healthy. And it's it's just amazing to me the injuries these guys have, and they come back stronger than they were. But um, yeah, he's he is uh, uh, definitely not. You know, you you know that for the first hit, he's not going down. So. Um, you know, and he gets out in that open field. He's going to make things happen. You know, he'll, he'll break a few um, coming up, I'm sure. But yeah, it is nice to have a solid running game for that we haven't had for a number of years. <laughs> it's been yeah, kind of yeah. a fl- fledgling crew back there. Yeah, uh, I think for like that they showed years. on. Yeah, what they show on the, uh, um, I think during the game they showed how many all the running backs that they've had <laughs> since, yeah. since Marshawn Lynch. I'm like. Holy crap! <laughs> I know, and, and you know, and they tried to. They have tried to address the issue, but man, you know, they ended up getting Carson in the seventh round, and he was he's been much better than even they would, you know, admit. Um, I think they had they had hopes that he could contribute. I didn't think they had the idea that he could be as good as he seems to be at this point. But you know, the real question is: is who do you start at tailback this week? Is it going to be Carson or is it going to be uh, Michael Dixon? Yeah, right. <laughs> God, that was funny. I'm like, really, dude. I, I'm I'm hoping you were supposed to take a safety, but. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I so yeah. When he when the whole play the whole play it just seemed like it was even Pete Carroll said after the game, you know, it's a, it just seemed like it developed in slow motion. It was like, what is happening? What am I watching while I'm watching it? it He's trying to do a rugby kick, and now he's wait. He's not actually stopping. He's got what is he doing? And so, um, so yeah, Pete Carroll said, you know, they they'd worked on it where he, you know, in practice he had the option to take off if it was there. Um, and somebody said, did he have the option in the end zone? And Pete Carroll's like, not so much. So, Nine yards deep in the end zone. Exactly. Really? <laughs> right. Right. So I was like, no. And then um, you know the you know the rumor is that Michael Dixon he wasn't really sure how far he had to go to get the first down. I, I don't know if you heard that, um, but he he also said that he kind of wanted to get hit, and um, because you know he's played Australian rules football, and he kind of looked for that contact. So he he wasn't going to go down until somebody made him go down. But I don't think he was aware that if he hadn't done that, he would have been short of the first down. So, um, and then somebody asked Carol post post game press conference as well. Were you aware that he didn't know how far? And I had no idea. So I'm sure it was, it was, a, it was one of those plays where it was great, but you know, if it hadn't, if it had failed, it was like, uh, what are you doing? I mean, the Seahawks went with John Ryan, you know, we have the whole history of him fumbling, you know, uh, comically, uh, on, on that fake bunt where he ran right downfield, like 40 yards. And then the, fumbling for no reason phantom got phantomly hit and then got a concussion when he did get hit and it was just like oh we're not going to see this but yeah dixon uh i mean it was it was the most it was the best play of the game because it was the most memorable play of the game it didn't change the game really but you know it did allow the seahawks to basically run out the clock and, and put the game out of reach forever but yeah it was 
it's one of those things where where um where we'll definitely be talking about that probably for the next few years when when we bring up Michael Dixon. So interesting stuff. So obviously the Chargers come to town five and two. Um, and they play Sunday at a 1.05 p.m. game. The Chargers have beaten the five teams they've beaten. Um, Kevin, Kevin, and my flag football team—they beat us. Um, yes. Basically, that's how it's, they're not the teams that they've beaten. They're nine twenty-eight and one. That's their combined record. And then they've lost to the Rams and Chiefs, which is fine. But they gave up at least thirty-five points in both those two games. So, do you think the Chargers are are as good as a five and two record, or is it some of this just like if the Seahawks had played the same record, would they be five and two? Is it just some of the competition they're playing is the reason they're five and two? Yeah, I think the only, I mean, I, I don't think the Chargers are all that good. And, you know, Rob, I'm sure we'll get a little note here from Rob in a second that they aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, they played the Titans, and the, the Titans are probably about the only team that's, you know, that that was any decent that they played, that they beat. Um, everybody loses to the Rams and the Chiefs. So um, I don't I don't really see this being a problem unless the uh, the last couple weeks were just complete fluke for the Seahawks. I mean, if they if they go in playing like they've been playing at, at home, it's not going to be – I don't even think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it doesn't – I mean, I, th- I think we're both on the same train of thought here. Is it doesn't look like a fluke the way they're playing. I mean, they're running the ball. I mean, DJ yep. Fluker is a, is a big man right there in the middle. I mean, they're blocking well and – you know, usually, like, if you went on some gimmick gimmick plays, but the last two weeks against an atrocious Raiders team and a, a decent Lions team, uh, Lions, that tells you how good that division is. They're in the last and they're in last place in their division. But anyway, um, they are, you know, the Lions are a good team, but they've ran the ball well against both those teams. So when you can run block and run the ball and they did it against the Rams, too, and they could have game, they could have won. I mean, because we could be talking about the Seahawks winning their instead of four of their last five, last five, because they could have easily beat the Rams. Um, they should have beat the Rams. Yeah, I don't they think should have, Bo- yeah. Bosa's Bost, not playing either. So that's going to be that's a big body in the middle. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon is on a limited participation in practice due to a hamstring injury. There's a chance he may not play either. So, and and Bosa has been out all year long. I mean, they they've put up great numbers. They do have uh, Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him. And they have they have good receivers, um, and they are a good team. It's just you know if the Seahawks should win this game at home, as far yep. as I'm concerned. If you want to make the playoffs, this is a game you have to win, and I think they can win. And the Chargers have been you know pretty good against their defense. Has been pretty good. Overall, but their run defense has been pretty good. But again, who, who have they played? Really, I mean, they played yeah. you know, the Rams and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are really not your running team. I mean, the Rams are, but you know the the rest of those teams. I mean, come on. So, uh, so and the, if, if the Seahawks want to be taken seriously and make the playoffs, they this is a got they got to win this one because they've got some heavyweights coming up on the schedule here pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, they've they have basically are in a run of, of five pretty good quarterbacks, starting with Stafford last week, and they've got Rivers and you know Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff again, and um, crap, forgetting the other one who they're playing. Does uh, Cam Newton is yeah. in there? So uh, so yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean you know if they can go three and two in that five game stretch, I think that's pretty good. I mean that's that should be enough to get them you know in really good position because if the season were to end right now. The Seahawks would be in the playoffs. Of course, the season, there's a lot of season left. But if everybody yep. can 
you know, one out, they would be in the playoffs. But you know, they just have to hold serve at this point. And, you know, if they go three and two against these teams, the the last part of the schedule, obviously, they get a lot more home games because um, they've, you know, five of their first seven games were on the road. So coming out of that, you know, four and three is pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's I think they're in good shape if they go three and two. If then now if they lose their next four games, I mean, we're talking about them not making the playoffs. We're talking how the draft's going to turn out in, in a month from now. But the Rams. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Rams, about how many, how many fifth and sixth round draft picks they're going to get for their 10th pick in the draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, this team, the really since 2011, they might as well just trade everybody away from first two, one and two rounds. Cause they're the bones they make on this team are really third on, especially fifth on. I mean, yeah. look at the players that David Moore's seventh-round draft pick. We talked about this last week. You know, Chris Carson's seventh-round draft pick. Baldwin's undrafted. I mean, it's just the whole team is built that way. Um, the Rams ran for 171 yards against the Chargers, um, five yards uh, a rush, basically, when they played. Um, so, and Gurley ran for 105. And, and no offense to the Chargers. The Rams are obviously undefeated. A very good team, but the Rams showed that you can run against the Chargers, and I think uh, over the last few weeks, you know, the Seahawks are right up there with the Rams as far as one of the best running teams in the league. So, yeah, I agree. What's your uh, what is your biggest concern as far as facing the Chargers? Pass rush, um, which is you know kind of went. My concern is has moved from offensive line to pass rush but you know the pass rush has been pretty good the last few games but if i had to pick a, I, i'm not really concerned about this game for some reason i don't know why but it's um if i but if i had to say something it would be it would be the pass rush um frank clark's just a beast he's turning out to be just a beast um and hopefully they can can uh, lock him up <laughs> for yes. the future for sure yeah but, and, and if, I had to, if I had to pick something, that would be it. Yeah, and I think that's definitely pass rush. And I think maybe a greater concern is uh, for me is just the youth on the secondary. I mean, they they went up against Stafford. I, I think River, River. I can't speak English tonight. Rivers is a better quarterback than Stafford. Um, so that I think that would be my concern. Biggest concern is just the youth on the secondary. You know, they got uh, was it Tedrick Thompson? They got beat deep. Um, in that opening pass, I mean, they, they got to maintain position. Now, Bradley McDougald has been a little banged up in practice this week, didn't practice at all on Wednesday and was a limited participant today in, in practice. So, you know, he, you know, he, he got hurt for a little bit and it's a different kind of injury. I think he's going to play. It's just a knee. It's just a knee, Lisa. It's like yeah. it's nothing. I mean, I don't think it's like he tore anything. He's just probably being held out just for rest because he's getting. He is the safety back there, right? Yeah, now. he is. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, when he, he my I lost my breath there when I was watching the game and he went out and it looks like maybe he had gone out for the rest of the game and I was thinking, oh my gosh, if they lost McDougald, they're screwed. I mean, yeah, no I was offense. The same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no offense to Delano Hill, but Bradley McDougal's playing. He's a pro bowler right now. Um, he's playing lights out. I mean, he's a great signing, and, and nobody expected him to be this good. I mean, he was, he was a decent pro, but he's taking Cam's place, and even though he's a different kind of player, he's playing just as well as Cam. So, 
Um, but yeah, as far as uh, Shamar Stephen uh, didn't didn't uh, he was a limited participant yesterday. Didn't practice today. KJ Wright didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. I don't think that's a concern. I think it's just a matter of they're trying to get him back from the knee, and he played and he played well. And I don't think he suffered any kind of detrimental injury to that knee that he had. I think they're just why why does he need to practice really? You know, it's KJ Wright. Um, Doug Baldwin, even though he was limited yesterday, full participant today, along with Deion Jordan, Rasheem Green, who looks like he's going to play. Maybe that'll help a little bit with the the pass rush. Um, DJ Fluker didn't practice yesterday. He's limited on Thursday. Again, I think it's more just a matter of rest. The, the Seahawks are in really good position as far as injuries. And you already mentioned uh, Joey Bosa for the Chargers. He's out. Uh, he's not going to play this week. Um, Melvin Gordon uh, has practiced this week, but I don't know what they're expecting. Maybe he'll play. And um, and then as far as Chris Landrum and Kaiser White, they, they both haven't practiced this week. Uh, so I'm not sure what to expect from them. Bozo, you know, him not playing kind of – he is a great player. And, uh, at, you know, I, don't, I, I want Seattle to go up against the team with their best players and beat them. But I also didn't want Joey Bosa to play against Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Is that weird? But <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'll take it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, those are the injuries. I think the Seattle Seahawks are in really good injury shape compared to uh, how they have been the last few years. It, it game week ten was the was the one that killed us last year. But the funny thing is, who's talking about Earl Thomas now? Nobody. Yeah, I haven't heard it's, his name. Yeah, and you know he's—it's he, a done deal. He's not going to be resigned because they don't need to resign him. I mean, he's a, he's a great player, but what have they lost? What, really, what did they lose when KJ Wright was out? And and Michael Kendricks is coming back in week twelve. But you know, KJ Wright, I think they resign him, but they don't need to resign. They've got McDougald under contract for several years. Obviously, Tedrick Thompson's going to be there. I, I don't think they need Earl Thomas at this point. The money needs to go towards Frank Clark as far as I'm concerned and I like that Kendricks guy I mean if yeah, he's he contributed quite a bit when he was there the short time he was there but he uh I like that guy I'm not even sure if he'll go serve any jail time I mean he's got sentencing in January but you know it's it's one of those things where he admitted that he was just a fool and took somebody else's uh guidance and uh broke the law and he has repaid all the money that he Got? I mean, I I know we have a, a country set up where the prison system isn't really rehabilitation, but the guy was aware of his. And again, I'm not saying anybody should break the law, but he didn't do anything to physically harm anyone. And oh. and if it was it's a Roger, white white collar crime, exactly. <laughs> and and Goodell took his time on this one. Like, what, what is? Where are your priorities, dude? I mean, you got people hitting their girlfriends or wives, and oh, well, yeah. let's, yeah, they can still play, blah, blah, blah. But this one is like, he's being suspended for for what? But it's like maybe two games, and this is like, how many games is he going to miss? Six? I mean, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No. But, but it, you know, just again, uh, I think uh, from just breaking the law, I think Kendricks was aware, oh, I, yes, I broke the law, and has done everything to repay. Uh, society, I guess, in a way. Um, so it's just kind of a weird thing if he ended up going to jail. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't said that he didn't do it, you know. And uh, he admitted I, to doing I, it. I got I got rigged on the drug screen, or I didn't yeah. know there was cocaine <laughs> in my in my 
soup, you know, <laughs> like, geez, he, he came out and said, Hey, what am I, you know, I screwed up. I got some bad advice and I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, but. Oh my gosh. I know. I know because you know, that you go from a lot of them go from not having much of anything to get having millions of dollars. That's why so many athletes out there, you know, after they retire, don't, they don't know how to manage their money. Heck, I don't know if I'd know how to manage a million dollars. I'd be like, I got a million dollars. I'm going to spend it on stuff. So, you know, that'd be hard. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically, basically our show. I mean, um, Seattle wins. They're five and three, still in very good playoff position with three tough games coming up. They lose. They're four and four with three games, tough games coming up. Um, it is interesting. What games do we we have? The Saints and the we have the Packers and the Patriots this week, right? And we have the Saints and the Rams. Is yeah. that right? Those are two so. good games. Nobody's gonna be watching the Chargers and Seahawks because that's the same time as the Saints and the Rams. So. But anyway, Kevin, I will you now use my radio voice. How's that go? I tell so, you what, man. Five and three—that sounds really good compared to the way this season started off. I, I didn't think we'd ever be talking about possibly being five and three. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I thought they'd be—I thought they'd be seven and one. I'm disappointed in the, how the season's played. I mean, uh, the, the funny thing is, you kind of—you you, kind of kick yourself because they—they they really should be like seven and one, yeah. you know. <laughs> Because they, they should have beat the Rams and they really should have probably beaten the Broncos. And but again, it's five and three, like you said. It's there are so many teams and I get I think this goes back to just how good of a coach Pete Carroll is. There are so many teams out there that started off the way they did who would not be in the position that they are now. Yeah. So And like I said, no, I I still don't know and I, I guess it doesn't matter what, what the hell was going on those first couple games with the offense, but it was like, what, what are you guys doing? And then all of a sudden, bam, Hey, <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> it, it was rope a dope. They were trying to set up their opponents for the rest of the season. They were like, Oh no, the Seahawks suck. Oh no, they're pretty good. I think all it was right. just, um, anyway, who wins? Who, who's going to win Sunday? Seahawks. What I think I said, uh, 31, 10 or something like that. Oh, blow out. Yeah, I uh, I think I said Seahawks too, and I didn't used to, but now I'm like, eh, I feel confident in them, and I've picked them to win, and they haven't lost, so I haven't jinxed them somehow uh, through karma. And uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks are going. I think it's going to be close, but I think I've got what twenty twenty seven to twenty four or something like that. Um, if they come out and they run the ball, then and they and they do it early and often, I think they win by uh, thirty one to ten. Sounds definitely conceivable. I'll take a win if it's three to two but you know uh, looking as good as they did against the lions would be very nice too so but anyway that's our show kevin as always you have the last two words go hawks <laughs>